Hello and welcome to the Ham Radio Crash Course Podcast. My name is Josh, Amateur Radio Call Sign KI6NAZ. And this is Leia, KN6NWZ. And we like to talk about radio. So come along and join us. How's it going, Leia? How was your week on this week? This week? This week. Well, this week, Mm. we tried Skyline Chili. We did. Yes. Yes. We're not going to talk about it right now. No, we got to drag this puppy out. (laughs) Milk it for all it's worth. Uh, We did. And... And we have some thoughts. Some serious thoughts, I think. (laughs) Anyway, other than that. Last week, somebody called this a chili podcast with ham radio content in it. (laughs) Yeah, well... They're not wrong after today, too, because we're going to spend some time talking about that. It may have to be its own segment. I don't even know how to how to fully handle that. But yes, other than that, what what, what else went on? Not much, really. Uh, this has been spring break. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, yeah, that's right. Kids have been home. We did uh, an interesting series of um, of lessons for the kids leading up to this big event. Mm-hmm. And this was without you. Yes. But the kids started, we read some chapters of How to Eat Fried Worms, which is a book that was popular when we were kids. Yes. The kids apparently don't read that anymore. No. And then we watched the movie. Mm-hmm. And the kids were so dumbfounded by bullies. <laughs> <laughs> they were... Because that that is a big bully issue yeah, in that yeah, yeah. movie. That's the primary issue. And I told the kids, when I was a kid, there were lots of bullies, and the schools did nothing about them. And we just had to <laughs> figure out... They thought it character. Yeah, exactly. We just had to figure out how to deal with them. There, there wasn't the bully intervention you see now. And they were like, that's horrible. They, they just could not imagine... <laughs> Dealing like a medieval, medieval world that that you and I grew up in. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And then uh, we learned about insects as a sustainable food. I, I actually think that ties into preparedness pretty well because it, depending on what happens in the world, mm-hmm. your only protein source may end up being insects. Oh, interesting, right? And we've or seen if it, you're stuck on the snowpiercer, uh, sure. Or right. if you're bare grills. I mean, (laughs) any one of any number or if you're Anthony Bourdain in Thailand, putting on the best face of respect as possible. So we learned about insects as a sustainable food. And then it all led up to uh, two of our closest families Mm -hmm. getting together Mm -hmm. and trying insects. Oh, boy. And we did not think that the kids would eat the insects. Okay. Uh, my friend Sarah had uh, live mealworms because they have a bearded dragon at their mm-hmm. house, and her husband Alex ended up eating a live mealworm before any of us had the prepared. Whoa! <laughs> insects. I didn't expect that. All the kids kind of pet the mealworms first, and then Alex ate one. Oh, no. It was terrible. And we asked all the kids if they wanted to. Of course not. Right. And we also got 
barbecue flavored mealworms okay. and bacon cheddar flavored crickets and then chocolate covered mealworms. Wow. Okay. And quite the Sarah had bought everybody. Uh, I want to say it's toffee. It's like amaranth seed toffee mealworms. So they're basically candied mealworms or a candy bark that had mealworms in it. Oh boy. Okay. So we didn't think the kids would go for it. Mm-hmm. I especially didn't think they were going to try everything. Mm-hmm. So I only got small quantities for everybody to have really one piece, like each kid one piece. Right, right, right. And they tried all of it. Really? Yes. So when they tried it, everybody agreed. It just tasted like the uh, kernel part of the popcorn, like, you know, the, the hull, husk. the hull of the popcorn. Okay. So it's crunchy like that. Mm. Ben liked the barbecue mealworms so much, he ate the rest of the package. All the kids ate everything, no problem. Wow. That's intense. <laughs> yeah. You were a little grossed out by it when I brought home. Oh, so. yeah. I was not I was not down with any of this, but I'm I'm very impressed. That's awesome. Ben wanted me to buy him a, a snack bag of the barbecue mealworms. But keep in mind, Ben is an environmentalist kid. He will do... And he's a very voracious eater. Well, he, he will try anything. He's an adventurous anything. eater, yeah. yeah. Voracious is the wrong word. Adventurous is the right one. So I went to go find snack bags of barbecue mealworms. Oh, my gosh. They're $20. I was going to say, they can't be cheap. I know. It's yeah. like if you want people to move over to this alternative protein well, source, maybe make it affordable. Market. It's boutique. Eating sure. bugs is boutique at this point, Fair at enough. least in the United States. Well, very good. That is quite an interesting opener. Thank you for that. Yeah. I appreciate well, it. Well, again, it's welcome. A, it's a look into our life. <laughs> there, there it is. That's what this mostly is uh, most most week. <laughs> so again, welcome to the Hammer New Crash Course. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. This is the episode where we're going to give away the antenna. And obviously, we've got some hot takes on Skyline Chili. So I'm sure many people are just waiting for those items alone. I don't even know what the show topic is. <laughs> That's right. I didn't. I didn't tell you. We're just going in live. You just told me to bring you my Baofeng. Yeah, that's what I said. So yeah, you all know what it is. That's listening because the title's on the podcast. But uh, yeah, so we're going to walk through our, our regular show and we're going to intersplice the giveaway and and we're also talk about Skyline a little on the way. But I wanted to do the Ham Radio Minute. Never a minute. So this week is kind of homework. Just a bit of homework for everybody. You you probably all got HTs. Get get in front of it. And program it for talking to the ISS. That's what I really want to do. So the reason for that is I'm going to get that all set up uh, here so that we can potentially make that happen, what, whatever that entails. So I'll have a couple of HTs. One I'll have set up to do APRS, if that's a possibility. Okay. And we'll we'll try out the repeater because the repeater is working again. Ooh. And we can even go so far as to, I don't know if the packet radio station is going, but uh, that is technically also a possibility. So... That's to everybody. Just a, a, a thought to, if you are so interested, so inclined, we'll post a link in the video description to the ariss.org website, and they have a page called Contact the ISS, and they give you all kinds of details on how to do it. And obviously, I would always recommend you have something available to do SSTV, or at least record your radio when the SSTV events come around, because those, those are a lot of fun. Those are really cool to show kids, to how you convert audio tones into an, a picture. People love that. So yeah, that's the Ham Radio Minute. It was basically a minute. Basically a minute. Yes, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Drink reviews. So uh, we haven't actually... I made two drinks. 
I, I whipped up a quick vodka with, I guess it's got some oranges or something in it. And then I opened a bottle of red wine. You're feeling really turnt today. I, I guess. I want to get turnt. <laughs> I guess. I, I didn't... Um, I didn't do it in the right order. I wanted to do the red wine first. So maybe we'll come back around on the, the red wine. But again, I will remind people, the SodaStream is a fantastic purchase. Oh, I love the SodaStream. We got this when I was pregnant mm-hmm. because I wanted something to drink that didn't make me feel like all I could have was water. Well, and you weren't obviously drinking alcohol. Right. And that's a nice, you know, throw a lime in it and kind of like, exactly. Ah, it's a trick. Trick my brain. And not having to haul around bottles of sparkling water mm-hmm. from the market right. was also important. Indeed. Okay. Well, now we're going to move on to the podcast reviews. Thanks, everybody, who drops a review on our podcast, uh, wherever you pod. We appreciate the reviews. We really do. It means a lot to us. And thank you for doing it. But we pull the ones that are off of uh, iTunes. We have two today, and uh, they're they're kind of long, and so that's perfect. Two is perfect for me because you know I, that's just about the right size. <laughs> <laughs> so two good sized uh, reviews coming at you. So thanks. Buckle up is the title. Ooh. That one guy? Question mark? Question mark? Radios got him. Novel situations, novel solutions to the feline de- dehydration plight. Right here. Yes. Deep dives into spicy meat-based stews right here. Move over, JRE. Things are getting nasty. (laughs) The HRCC Vision Quest leaders, Leah and Josh Nass, take you on the journey of a lifetime every single week. You read that correctly. Winner of the 2020 Bill Leonard Professional Media Award for Video Reporting, Jepson's Malort Californian of the... (laughs) Decade nominee, engineer, and radio expert, Josh is the perfect person to lead us to... Is that a real award? The Malort Award? The the Jepson's Malort Californian of the decade Is it because you're the only Californian who has drank Malort? No, I'm sure. There's hipsters all over this place. Are you kidding me? Sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, Josh is the perfect person to lead us to a ham topic after hours of meandering through virtually every other interesting topic imaginable. (laughs) Once on topic, his approach to explaining ham concepts makes things so easy that an applied physicist could do it. If our dearest Josh wasn't already enough of a gift to the Fang Gang, HRCC has more. Remember, every great nerd has someone who loves them. That was in quotes. Newly licensed appliance operator, community leader, merch magnate, and future land baroness, Leia (laughs) brings a fantastic perspective to the program that would certainly be missed if she wasn't there. Really classes up the joint. Whether it is learning ham radio or the finer points of tactile home illumination, she is always a hoot to listen to. She also makes sure Josh doesn't get to the show topic too early, (laughs) and I could not appreciate it more. Overall, this show is less ham radio and more ham lifestyle. That's what makes it special. If you wanted specificity out of a program, go be boring elsewhere. I have learned I have learned a lot from this show, and some of it was even radio-related. Definitely my favorite podcast. Also, some might say this is Top Shelf Pod. That, that is an amazing review. Mm-hmm. That is, you can tell... 
very long time listener <laughs> got all of the inside mm-hmm. jokes in there. Very good. Thank you so much. That was fantastic. Nicely done. Thank you. Uh, and this is fun podcast if you have time to listen from Pluh. I think that's right. The episodes tend to be longer than two and a half hours, but that's not a bad thing. If you have a long drive or dull job to do where close attention to the task at hand is not needed, it's informational un- uh, It's informational on a number of topics, both ham and ham adjacent. Thank you for that. Pluh. Thank you. <laughs> and also thank you, that one guy that was fantastic. Thank you for the review. We really appreciate it. Okay. The real the reviews are really fantastic. Really, no matter where you pod, if you if you rate it, mm-hmm. it will help it reach more people. Yes, and that is really Josh Life's it's goal to get everybody of... to know that ham radio is is moving into the future. It's moving forward. Yes, it's, it's a, forward. just a part of your life, and it's a, should be a part of the everyday vernacular. That's my belief on ham radio so very good okay leah do you uh you want to do a couple of emails or i'm wanna... do all the emails but okay. <laughs> we're we're actually going to rename this okay. it went from leah's email corner mm-hmm. to leah's second story edition yes. that makes architects cry mm-hmm. that overhang yes the the overhang. Overhang, right where it's it's bigger than the house uh I'm just, I'm going to call this the correspondence, the email correspondence corner. Good. <laughs> because the emails are amazing. Mm-hmm. They often shed light on questions that we bring up in the podcast that we may not have an answer to. It is literally a a brain trust of, of ham radio knowledge that you can listen to, mm-hmm. right? So... Email correspondence. Mm. Leia's email correspondence corner. I I don't think we're going to call it a corner anymore. It doesn't gonna, have to be a yes. structure of any, a, a part of a structure. No, no. Okay. I mean, if anything, I guess it would be the email correspondence tower. tower. The only tower you're getting in this house. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. We're going to start it off with. An email titled, Freddie Mercury Idea. This is from Joseph. Mm-hmm. It says, Dear Leia and Josh, I hope y'all are doing well. I enjoy the podcast and the YouTube videos. Please keep up the good work. Thank you. I'm sorry if this is a random email. I was listening to podcast 83 and heard the Freddie Mercury merchandise idea. It reminded me when I was working at my old department, when I had to take reports on the far side of the city and I was away from the patrol vehicle. I remember having to take out my 800 megahertz handheld off my belt, holding it as high as I could with one hand and keying the shoulder mic with the other hand just to reach the repeater to call into dispatch. As I look back, I am sure it was a funny sight to look at. I guess not much has changed since then. I can sometimes be found standing around my front yard trying to reach the repeaters on my HT. 73, Joseph, KO4CWF. Thank you so much, Joseph. Yes, thank you, Joseph. Appreciate that. What was the Freddie Mercury idea, idea, though? It was the t-shirt. Oh, he was adding his story to that uh, idea that we had. Yes, that became a shirt. Right. We should also (laughs) mention any merch ideas that we get. 
in email form at leahamtactical.com. I think he's getting at the fact that when yeah. you hold, if you Freddie hold, Mercury yeah. is holding up his antenna yeah, over right. his head. Yeah. I, I got it. I got it. If you send us a merch idea and Leah produces it, we will send you one for free. Yes. So thank you for the good ideas. We always get a lot of really good thoughts from everybody that listens. The next email is titled T-shirts, and this is from Tom. I'll make this really quickly. Okay. Uh, it is another request for a T-shirt with, with a pockets. Pocket. Yes. Uh, Tom is on the board for the Yuma Ham Fest and found that they sold way more pocket tees than non-pocket tees. Mm-hmm. And I get it. Hams like pocket tees. Yes. Mm-hmm. How about manatees, though? Do you like manatees? How many of those would we sell? Well, they're endangered, so that's going to be fun. How do we dropship a manatee? Get at me. <laughs> Thank you so much, Tom. And that's WB7OUT. Out. <laughs> He's out. Thank you. Uh, the next email is titled Shirt Idea. This is from Bryson. Hi, Leah. I was listening to this week's podcast and I had a shirt idea. It has a ripped out piece of paper of spiral paper <laughs> and scribbled on it is no code extra or general or technician and possibly HRCC. Just an idea I had driving home. 7388, all the numbers, Bryson, N7HNL. That's funny. I do like this idea. I, I do, yeah. A ripped out spiral bound piece of paper. And it's just paper. like really crudely handwritten, no code extra yes. or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Bryson. I like if that. If we make this, it's headed your way. T-shirt idea from Jody. Oh you can email about ham radio questions too. For everybody, the who t-shirts says, are ham radio. There's related. not enough ham radio content. <laughs> you can email in ham radio content. <laughs> Be the world that you want to see. Leah, here is a t-shirt idea based on something Josh mentioned during the live stream. Uh, Seventy-three Jody Ve five Sar, and it is a picture of a doctor mm-hmm. and a picture of a guy with. Two bow fangs on his shoulders. Mm-hmm. And it says, sorry to tell you, but you've tested ham positive. Yes. <laughs> what did you say? I don't know. But <laughs> okay. that's, yes. Very good. Uh, if Jody, if we make it, you'll, oh, it you'll have Mike. a ham positive. Yeah, <laughs> ham Mike, positive Mike was on last week, KMRD, And I yeah. think I mentioned something about, oh, no, you tested ham positive. <laughs> You're going to be a nerd. The next email is titled, Actually, and this is from Philip. Uh-oh, pushing up the, bri- the bridge, uh, <laughs> the glasses up on the bridge of my nose there. Or whatever. This is a slew. Okay, so you everybody knows that one of my favorite things is when Josh gets something wrong. I, and I do, of course. And and, and I get emails where emails. I can tell him repeatedly. I can just sit here <laughs> feel and feel the Schadenfreude so strong. <laughs> <laughs> this is from Philip. Greeting fellow appliance operators from the YouTube's Bunch Stalker. I eagerly awaited your most recent podcast to listen to on my three-hour trip on Friday, but alas, iHeartRadio didn't post it until later in the day. I did, however, listen to it on the return trip Saturday evening. Thank you for giving me something else to look forward to each week. That's such a nice sentiment, Philip. Thank Thank you you, so much. Now for the subject matter. But. (laughs) Josh has the phrase a bit mixed. Yes. As many people do. Yes. It's a different row 
to hoe, not road. Road, Not road, yes. It refers to hoeing weeds out of a garden or farm field. Sometimes it's also a long road to hoe. Yes. (laughs) As in gardening, you did it in rows with the little mounds. So it's not a road to the chicken ranch is where we're at. Or the bunny ranch. The chicken, the bunny ranch. (laughs) (laughs) That was a weird mix up (laughs) for for a a place in Nevada. (laughs) Yes. Maybe there's both. Who knows? I I don't know anything about that. I mean, what's the, the, oh, it's Bunny Mansion. I was talking about the Bunny Ranch in Nevada, where there's a road to hose. <laughs> I didn't say a road to hose. I said a road to hoe, and that's an incorrect idiom. Okay. You got to love people learning English. Yeah. No wonder they screw this stuff up so badly. That was the basis for so many I Love Lucy jokes. And just a ton of stand-up comics in the yes. early 2000s. Yes. Like, it was all just, how can we make fun of immigrants that don't understand idioms? Yes. Uh, love the knowledge and jocularity, 73, Phil, W0RHP. Thank you so much. Thank you. The next email is from Larry, and it is titled, Dear Leia and Obedient Husband. <laughs> that is not the right moniker. I'm so sorry. I mean, I, Larry, have have you seen any of the live streams? <laughs> I'm, obedience kind of a word that means like submissive. I don't think I'm submissive. But You're I not obedient. Boxes show up all the time here. You never really told me not to buy things. You, I think I, I have said. Ask. Like, I, I think I have said no more antennas because you literally have a jar full of handy talkie antennas. It's a tennis ball, yeah, uh, container full of. That's a hot take, by the way. Hot tip: Leave. Uh, if, <laughs> I know none of you hams are playing tennis, but if you know someone that plays tennis, uh, I'm you, kidding. It's a. It, it, she got so upset. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a ham. I like to play tennis. It's a joke. Uh, keep the tennis ball hold, you know, the, the containers. They work great for HT antennas. They're just yeah. tall enough that, like, the HT antenna won't flop over. Even a folded over a brie will You know what? I, I also have a hot tip in this arena mm-hmm. with regards to these tennis ball containers. Mm-hmm. So we are headed into what is the big time work of setting up a garden, right? Mm. And gardening big preparedness skill yes 100 percent. you know get your seed bank going so you can fill up a victory garden victory (laughs) garden that's the new thing that you just call gardens in your home so you don't have to be reliant on specifically connotates the war though that's where the because of supply chain disruptions no i'm i i I, of course i know the definition of what it is but it connotates i think both world war one and world war two okay well, I have notes or connotates. Oh shoot! I said what? It <laughs> Denotes. Denotes. Oh shoot! Okay. I'm gonna get emails. <laughs> Don't email me on that. Sometimes I can talk out loud. So this is how I start my seeds. Yes. Uh, oh, this I, works fantastically, by the way. Yeah. So that I know whether or not the seeds are actually going to sprout and I'm not wasting right. time trying to sprout just seeds that are just pouring water into dirt and you're like, what's going on? Exactly. So I take a wet uh, piece of um, 
paper towel Mm -hmm. and I lay the seeds out and I put another piece of paper towel over it and I put it in a Ziploc bag. Mm -hmm. And once it starts sprouting uh, roots and greens, I then put it up into a sunny window. Yeah, so you, you lay them out even before it goes in the window and you wait for them to sprout. Yes, yeah. Because it doesn't require sun. Until right, it's supposed to be, it if it's in the ground, Correct. it's not getting sun. Right. It just needs moisture. Yeah, so once it pops, then you stick it up on right. the wall. But this is the where window. the tennis ball um, container comes in, mm. or you can use water bottles, plastic water bottles. Mm-hmm. You basically plant in dirt once they've sprouted you put them in dirt so that they root but they're really not strong enough yet to go into the ground so you put them in dirt in a canister like a tennis ball container or a plastic bottle that's been cut off and then Mm -hmm. you put the lid back on so it creates a mini greenhouse for every plant Mm -hmm. and then once it has uh, four leaves or something like that then you can remove the um the top yeah and allow it to establish and then you can plant it where you're going to plant it i like the little seed starter you had like a long time ago that used those little pucks that you would put the water on and it would expand because that was like a built-in you put the lid on it and it was a greenhouse right and then once it started once they grew up enough to lift the lid off of it you just took the lid off and let them go crazy and then you would plant them the seed starter soil is not ideal for continuing to grow, though. Right. It's just to get them somewhat right. established. And that's what the greenhouse will do. I mean, how bottles. much How much coddling are you going to do with these plants? I realized that before I was buying plants, mm-hmm. and they would cost at least a dollar, if not two dollars, right. for a plant. Mm-hmm. And I can sprout hundreds of plants for under $10. Yeah, no, no, for sure. Yeah. Okay. So that's what I'm doing. Plus, in a serious supply chain disruption, I can't go to Lowe's and buy plants. I can't go to a nursery and buy plants. I've just got to know how to do it from the seeds that I've collected. Right. Have you thought about buying uh, non-hybrid seeds and storing them? That's all I buy. Oh. Non-GMO organic seeds. No, I said non-hybrid. That's what a non-GMO seed is, like heirloom seeds? Uh, Heirloom, maybe, but non-hybrid specifically means that it won't change over time. Mm, mm. So if you you were to plant something and it was a tomato, and you took the tomatoes at the end, some of them, and seeded them, and Mm. kept the seeds for the next season. If you do that, so if you just went down to Lowe's and bought a pack of tomato seeds, Mm -hmm. if you did that for like four generations, the tomatoes would change significantly they wouldn't be the same tomato plant Mm. because they're spliced with different variations of tomato interesting so a non-hybrid seeds means specifically and this is this has nothing to do with gmo necessarily okay a hybrid is something that is a it's spliced between multiple plants and produces something that is what people want but it's like a single yield so i actually have something interesting to tell you about that Mm. If you have any cross-pollination at all, which will always happen, it will not remain the same, no matter no matter what the seed was. If you have cross-pollination, you are creating a new fruit. So, for sure. instance, if in the same bed you're growing mm-hmm. cherry tomatoes, black tomatoes, and beefsteak tomatoes, those plants are all going to cross-pollinate each other. 
it doesn't matter what the seed came from, you have now added the DNA from another plant. Uh, I have a feeling this is deeper than that with the hybrid, non-hybrid seed, but I'm sure somebody will email us. Yeah, you d- you tell us <laughs> as we argue gardening on yeah. a on a ham radio podcast. That's right. <laughs> okay, so on to Larry. Okay. I'm on Team Leia when it comes to being confused with all the technological terms and odd test questions. Yes, the general, so many terms that I have not heard before. Oh, yeah. Because it's technicians to get you in the door. This is what's frustrating about the general test. I studied, passed the technician, felt real good about myself, then started taking the general practice exam and felt like I was right back at the beginning. It's a whole new road to hoe. No. (laughs) All right. Wait until you study for the extra, Larry continues. They actually have questions that require you to use imaginary numbers in the equations. I'd always thought that if the FCC can use imaginary numbers, then I should be able to use imaginary answers. But no, double government standard, I say. (laughs) Well, it is a multiple choice test, so that would be difficult. Fair enough. I find a lot of the repeater systems with all of the different interfaces with computers, particle accelerators, flangulators, <laughs> flux, ca- flux capacitors, connected to port six on sound card three while putting tab J into slot R and setting up the crackberries interfacing with the raspberries. Very confusing. <laughs> okay. All right. This all leads to Team Leia's new t shirt, RF Naked on. 28.388. I I don't know what that means. 28. Wait, what was the number again? 28.388. Oh, okay. Was that 10 meters? I think so. Fair enough. Pick up something nice for the picture, perhaps an antenna with RF bolts emitting from it. Underneath, you can put 10 meters worth of fun. 10 there meters, you, go. you got it. Look. Mm-hmm. You weren't sure. You risked answering wrong and getting more emails. <laughs> <laughs> I do that a lot. I mean, I, you do. I feel you just got to go with like what you remember and not like overthink it. I sometimes sure. with the band stuff that that's particular because to be honest, I'm not a big 10 meter user in a low sun cycle. Okay, you use 10 meters in a high sun cycle, All and right. then it's awesome. But it's got it, or or if it's sporadic E, but we're not sporadic E. Sporadic E, mm-hmm. not sporadic E. Sporadic E. Sporadic E. Random ecstasy. <laughs> Random ecstasy. That's right. Uh, Larry continues. Pick, uh, the idea here is to just play, use plain old RF, nothing fancy. Squeeze the PTT and start talking. The 10-meter band will be opening up soon. Ah. During the last solar cycle, I was working from Z3 land and could call the states on 10 meters with 50 watts, and it sounded like a local repeater. Mm-hmm. We will see that great propagation we again will. in the near future. I agree completely. Solar cycles. Making propagation great again. Last night, I had the meme radio out. That's the uh, KN990. Yes. That's the radio you bought for me uh-huh. with the Nintendo in it. Yeah, you were playing Tetris. No, I no? was making contacts. Okay. <laughs> uh, that output. So confusing. <laughs> peak output on that is 15 watts output. Okay. Okay. Uh, I, I did have it connected to the step IR, but on 40 meters, that's a dipole. There was a station in Albuquerque. 
uh, he was taking some contacts. Actually, he was he was rag chewing with with a guy, and I kind of just jumped in. Was he roasting hatch chilies while he was doing it, though? No, no, I don't think so. But wow. uh, he came wow. back, so he was like ten over S nine on the radio, big booming signal. He came back to me and he said, "Wow, you're like a five over S nine. What radio are you running?" <laughs> I'm like, uh, I'm running a, a meme generator uh, for a radio <laughs> that plays Nintendo games. Uh, I was like, I'm on 15 watts. And he's like, what? Get out of here. It was, so that was fun. So you're so welcome for that experience. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was a great experience. I used a new logger. I used hammers. Hammers? Hammers. That's the app. It's HM. R.S. Hammers. Oh. It is a, um, it's specifically, well, it's a, it's a universal app, like, app for logging. It'll work on Mac, PC, and Linux. But um, it's really good on the iPad, the iPhone, and Android. So I have it on all my iDevices. And I, I was uh, excellent. some contacts. It was fun. Happy to hear it. Yeah. Also, New Mexico hams, don't come at me about the hatch chili joke. I love hatch chili. <laughs> yeah, that's not... <laughs> But it is in everything. I've been to New Mexico many times, and green chilies are all in that. I imagine when I go to New Mexico, I will smell hatch chilies in the air, and I will feel like I am home. Yeah, you know what? Too, it's not. They're not spicy, really. They're not it's really just spicy. A great flavor. The one of my favorite things was um, all the hatch chili breakfast variations, mm. like hatch chili and eggs. You know, it's they don't say hatch chili. At least I didn't see that on the menu. It's just called green chili. Green okay. chili and eggs, green yeah. chili, whatever. Really good. Fantastic. The chili on the Santa Fe Chicken Club at at Carl's Jr. We went from parties. high praise to out there people <laughs> in New Mexico, and then we're like, but you know what's just like it? Carl's Jr. chili. <laughs> no, but it's that green chili yeah, I that I think makes the sandwich. And mm-hmm. if that green chili is in a lot of dishes in New Mexico, the food must be amazing in New Mexico. Yeah, but it's it's their green chilies too. It's it's a delicious. I don't, I don't know that they're necessarily hatch chilies. Isn't a hatch chili just it goes through the process of the toasting? I think the chilies are called. Oh, I don't know. Okay, now we're getting yeah. emails. Again. Okay, keep going. <laughs> All right. <laughs> New Mexico calling. The ne- <laughs> Do you want a six-way Skyline Chili? <laughs> it's a Cincy and New Mexico collaboration. Excellent. It's everything in a five-way, but it's got green chilies in it. That sounds great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the newer Texan generals that are experiencing mic fright, Larry Annan continues, can find a friendly place to talk on Leia's 10-meter meetup channel. Wait, what's happening now? <laughs> I'd enjoy hanging out on 10 and rag chewing. I'd be a regular on that channel and more than happy to help new green hams get a little seasoning and feel comfortable on the radio without a ton of salt. That was perfect. All I don't know, how we, it, I don't know how we put all that together. That was like we planned it. That's, we did not. That is. <laughs> uh, when the sun cycle comes up, we'll definitely be doing some stuff on 10 meters. We will absolutely move the hammer to crash course net. We'll have part of it on 10 meters for technicians. We'll move it to the technician space. Fun. That will so be fun. fun. You're quickly achieving a cult following, and your star power could get this frequency busy in the coming solar cycle. <laughs> Keep up all the fine work you are both doing. I know it's a long day for you guys to do all of this, but it's immensely appreciated. <laughs> Th- thank you. 73. That does mean a lot. Thank you for appreciating that. K4 LCA, Larry in North Florida. 
Larry, thank you so much. That yes, is so you, nice. Larry. And I'm excited to be able to do the whole 10 meter thing. I mean, isn't it cool? Like, I, I love the concept that the sun flips its poles every mm-hmm. 11 years. Mm-hmm. And when it's in its peak with all the sunspots, that's when it's at the top of the cycle before yeah. it starts to flip back on itself. That's when the higher frequency radio, the HF radio, is the most effective. It's so cool. Yeah. It's such this like... You know who's really making sun and space weather cool? <laughs> Dr. Tamitha Scope. <laughs> yes, she is. She is. <laughs> award winning. Yes. She she got yeah. the Dayton, it was the Dayton Convention uh, Award for... Dr. Uh, Scove. Yes. Yes. Very it, good. If you are listening to Dr. Scove, I hope you are feeling better. Yes, she was. She, is, yeah. she was ill last week, so she couldn't be on Ham Nation, which was a bummer. Yeah, um, but you know, she was very. Dawn missed. stepped in, and, and not as it. convincing of a space weather woman. Dawn. No, no, yeah. not, not exactly. But uh, definitely has a lineage there in, in the relationship. Of yeah, bringing her on the show and <laughs> encouraging you to get her license, etc. All right, thank you so much, Larry. The next email is titled "T-shirt idea" from William Ag Five Zn. And this is tied, this is the shirt I think is called Fascinating Phenomena. Tropospheric ducting, meteor scatter, moon bounds, chordal hop, sporadic E, sunspots, HRCC. That's the shirt. That's pretty good. It's like Helvetica I'm assuming, shirt. Yeah, like a Helvetica shirt. That yeah. would be funny. That that's, would be cool. Yeah. Uh, you know what, William? That's the Helvetica shirts are so easy to do. I'm just going to make it. <laughs> you know what? I can type. Yeah. <laughs> You know I can what? make words fit on a shirt that it shows me on a website. And these are actually all things that I think are very interesting about ham radio to begin with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people would be like, what does all this mean? Yeah. What is this? Hey, William, you're getting a shirt. Yeah, that's that's good. She's, well done. <laughs> she's going to make that happen. That's, yeah, that, that, uh, we haven't had one of those in a while where we're like, make it, print it. That's, that's a good example. Yeah. Yes. Good job. Thank you, William. That's not to say, again, fill our email box with Helvetica shirts. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. Everybody, everybody at the next ham fest that you see wearing a Helvetica shirt, you're like, HRCC. Yeah. They have way too many of them. Oh, my God. That's just like five random dudes' name. <laughs> They're not even hams. What is this? <laughs> It's like Skyline Chili Cat <laughs> Just like random Just, things we've said. What does that mean? What? <laughs> All right. The next email is titled T-Shirt Ideas and a Podcast Topic. And this is from Benjamin. Okay, Hello, then. Leia and Knowledgeable Assistant. I'll take it. Hey, yeah, oh, your your standards are slowly lower. No, I, I get assistant all the time, so I'll take knowledgeable assistant. Oh, yes. It's like the overworked, scrappy assistant who's just waiting for their chance to step out and show what they're made of. <laughs> In an 80s movie? No, this is like Devil's Wear product kind of thing, right? Like that whole style. And in this You're scenario, the Anna Wintour, of course. Yeah. Yes. Yes. See what I did? See, yeah. At all, yeah. I just rocked your world. Like you were not into it, and then I just had to whoop, give it that little Anne Hathaway Anna Couture yeah. twist, and you're like back in. It's Wintour. I don't care. Thank you. God, I know you care. Well, you're gonna have to care. <laughs> Do you see this cerulean blue? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> okay, I already said that. <laughs> Hello. 
James. Hello again, me, Leia. Uh, Benjamin starts, I am studying for my technician and general and the YouTube channel and podcast have been invaluable. That is so nice for you to say about the podcast. Thank you. So, so, the YouTube channel for sure. Well, actually, I would say <clears throat> that for hot technician and like running through the tests and all that stuff. I mean, it's the podcast. Um, oh, that's true. The, the Hammer to Crash Course YouTube videos those uh que- the question pool stale now so they've right. changed like 30 40 questions or something well you've started question. a new series. i have but that is just a, another mountain of work that i've got to plow through it's a massive undertaking it's another road but it is hoe. the it's <laughs> why <laughs> why are you doing this to yourself <laughs> there are going to be people who didn't hear the first podcast <laughs> hear this one <laughs> And that's when you okay. put in like the email filter that just if it says ho or plow, <laughs> just straight to the But what track. if they're talking about some other hoes? I want to know. <laughs> I want to know about something else related to a hoe. <laughs> a gardening right. hoe, of course. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Of course. I was just talking about gardening. I know, yeah. Maybe it's hard, hot hoe tips. You know? Hot hoe tips. Yes. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> Benjamin says, I'm a history teacher in Florida. No affiliation with Hogwarts. Yeah, I'm so sorry. And I we said, are looking for a uh, teacher of the historic arts mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. Uh, F- Floridian <laughs> Hogwarts. <laughs> I spent my spring bake break binging the podcast and all of the touch lamp and you did say florida because i could have easily gone to binge drinking so i just wanted to make sure we okay make it clear right up front you guys are really entertaining and while i have learned more through josh's youtube content yeah i'm not surprised appreciate that (laughs) appreciate i have learned plenty (laughs) through the podcast as well Mm -hmm. you two are doing so much for the hobby keep up the great work thank you benjamin this podcast is more about life lessons (laughs) <laughs> not necessarily ham radio lessons that's the slogan right there life lessons not necessarily ham radio lessons it's ham radio adjacent at this point <laughs> yes yes i have two ideas for t-shirts that i don't think have been previously mentioned the first is in reference to the notebook paper hate mail. <laughs> oh wow i propose a shirt with a torn piece of notebook paper reading real ham checklist in furiously scribbled print this should include some of the credentials claimed in the letter such as phd tested at the fcc as well as things like avoid including call sign on handwritten angry letters (laughs) i just think if you're gonna send that level of hate just own it just own it well i I would like to believe, regardless of how badly you disagreed with me or even disliked me, I don't think that I come across as not being approachable if you have a disagreement of what I do. I get a ton of comments from people that don't like what I'm doing, and I actively reply to them. Not Snarky? Just, sometimes. Absolutely. <laughs> if, if they go way down the rabbit hole of already coming across as snarky. But if they have like a valid criticism and even do it in a way that's snarky— I will talk through it. Um, I have been a long time, a long time advocate of actually talking and commenting to people 
who come across as having a negative comment to understand what their comment is actually about. I've seen you do this before. Because I have turned those video, th- th- those comments into videos in either yes. clarifying that point, and they've worked out really well, generally. You're like that instant pot inventor who reads every single Amazon review to get <laughs> ideas for new instant pots. <laughs> yeah, it, it, well, it's, it's kind of like... It, it's judo in a couple of ways. It's like I'm redirecting some of that energy back into them because oftentimes people will come back and they'll be like, I never thought you'd reply to me. Um, they don't really say that. But like all of a sudden the tone dramatically changes. It stops being kind of like hot takes YouTube guy into like actually having a meaningful discussion. And then I can actually take that and be like, oh, no, this is a good idea. You, you, had, you had an intention backed with solid information it's just that it got lost in in the right. saltiness right and we just needed to you know shake off the salt shake off the salt a little bit <laughs> and then there was there was actually useful information in there and that that's worked out for me well before the henry crash course i was doing that back when i started um hosh and, yeah. and just ran through all the videos i did there the daily vlogging just because yeah. it's you get a ton of crappy content comments you absolutely do and i think also because there are so many YouTube videos out there, and a lot of the people who create YouTube content don't necessarily respond to comments at all. Oh, yeah, you can tell, too. You can get a plug-in that you can run on your computer that will mm-hmm. show you how active the channel is in replying to comments. Yeah, you actually take time to read through comments. A ton of time. Yeah. Comments, and it doesn't even matter where. Comments, Instagram, YouTube, Discord, Facebook, I have also received... I don't know how I actually work most of the yeah. time. <laughs> like, I don't know how I get things done. I have also received anonymous hate mail, but it wasn't at all related to ham radio or the podcast well, or good. anything. That's good. It was at uh, a Ben and Edison's preschool. <gasps> yes! This was amazing. This and it was, was fantastic. It was typed, not pulled out of a spiral bound, unfortunately. Wow. But it was just about how involved I was at the school. You're too involved. And the whoever it was had an issue with the amount of volunteering that me and my friends were doing. And they also felt like I was speaking for all the parents, which I obviously wasn't. Mm-hmm. But at that time, I was like organizing. I think I think teachers deserve a lot of appreciation. Uh, they are literally caring for our kids when we're not there. Right. So when events like Teachers' Day, birthdays, holidays you come up, you coordinated a ton of gifts for all the teachers. Like you did all of them. Yeah. Like yeah. Gift cards and yeah. For every and birthday, stuff. it was flowers, cake, and a gift card. And we often paid out of pocket for parents that said they were going to pay and didn't end up paying. Right. Right. So, so I just yeah. got this viciously mean. Uh, letter and we we circulated it right I gave it to my friends who are also at the school because there was a pretty decent sized posse of us that were all invested in volunteering and everything like that mm-hmm. you're saying the cool moms is what you're saying no no I don't I, I mean not anonymous letter writing ones anyway <laughs> so but uh, the general gist is we zeroed it in on who it was. <laughs> direction finding. Yes. We, Using radio direction finding. We used a salty meter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just, and we checked her pH balance. It was very awkward. We had to get a bit of her pee. <laughs> we had to use litmus paper. 
It was a whole thing. It turned out that her kid was also a bully and all. <laughs> it was not great. Mm-hmm. So, so I, I, I get it. I the hate mail is kind of like well that is your that is the softest encounter with a karen that i could imagine you've uh, experienced or could experience oh no there's an actual karen that i have experienced well, you know what i'm saying her I'm name saying is literally exact, karen know, and she is not have... the embodiment of a karen oh i almost want to make her a wikipedia page <laughs> yeah <laughs> for the phrase we may karen. have to you know what i could probably put her picture on urban dictionary <laughs> Mm-hmm. That would be a good one, right? As a Karen, And yeah. she would be who you would envision as a Karen. She, yeah. Okay, well, that digression was fun. We wouldn't so sorry that, about that, yeah. Ben. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Ben. Ben continues. Just like we say to our son. You, Yes, our son, Ben. Sorry, Ben. Yes. You could take this another way and create a checklist of how to encourage people in joining, in joining the hobby. A virtues of good ham kind of thing. So instead of that list being a jab at, a, at hate mail, you turn it into a positive. Well, I'm wondering, you could kind of turn that into a uh, two-sided shirt mm-hmm. where the front side is like, quote, it, it uses quotes, real ham credentials, right? And then it goes through all these like personal, like things that someone says about themselves to mm-hmm. garner respect. Mm-hmm. And then on the back side, it could be like another term, some other ham, an inclusive ham, something like that, a a real mentor. And it could be like um, actively encourages the youth. Yeah. Honey baked ham. Honey honey baked ham. Uh, You know, um, is involved in volunteering with the club, you know, gives talks, et cetera. You know, all those positive things, right? Yeah. You know, that kind of stuff. Helps set up antennas, you know, that kind of. Okay. Let you borrow their tools. Ben continues, the second is a reference that Josh and possibly you too, Leia, will no doubt recognize. In the opening of the video game Legend of Zelda, Link is met by an old man in a cave who presents him with a sword saying, it is dangerous to go alone. Take this. It's a Balfang. This has been used for various memes over the years, and I've never seen a radio before. Yes, Though done. that may be my oh, ham. But that could be... Could that? Could we get in copyright trouble for that? I, I'd have to see it. Uh, that may be my ham apprentice ignorance. I think this is a way to personalize it for HRCC. Replace the old man with an 8-bit avatar of Josh, or even the words in the correct style with a Baofeng or generic HT. Yeah, this is a good idea. I could pixelate some things. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, I mean it's it's pretty hardcore pixelated. You could even put that KN nine ninety, a pixelated KN nine ninety on there. That could actually de- that, that could actually be the frame. Of- <laughs> yes, we're gonna make this happen for you, Ben. That's pretty good. So many t shirts are coming out. Today. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> On a similar note, I enjoyed listening to your episode on what movies got wrong about ham radio and wondered if there was enough content for an episode on video game references. I got this idea from my years of playing the Fallout series of games. Oh, that's a lot of radio in that. Yep. A a retro-futuristic post-apocalyptic America ravaged by nuclear war. There are tons of ham radios in the wastelands the games are set in. Mm -hmm. In Fallout 3 in particular, there are a number of stations, towers, and repeaters. And the game allows you to listen to a variety of CW transmissions, though I've never attempted to decode them. 
the problem, and I have to admit something here, I was a huge video game player. I played so many, Leia can account oh, for this. Oh, so surprising. How is this a big confession? <laughs> no, but but it, it stops at a certain point, and then I have no reference. Like, mm. I have no reference. Because your life is ham radio. I'm going to be like, are we talking about Metal Gear Solid? There's a lot of radios in that. Like, and it's that's actually really fun to play around with the codex on that. Yes, this is a great great idea i just don't have the domain knowledge uh for that particular discussion it sounds like we're going to be getting some emails about games that have ham radio in them. yeah and and we should probably do it this way if you do have a good example of a video game using a radio mm-hmm. or having send them to leia still do that don't okay. send them to me that'd yes. be crazy um i'm kidding but <laughs> send them to leia and then if it's related to a video game we will we'll save it off and we'll do a show on them specifically for that. A show, a podcast, or oh. or maybe I'll do it on the live stream. Sure, because then I could I could take pictures and snip and snapshots and stuff. Yes. That would be fun. Yeah, that would maybe be fun. maybe I'll do it that way. All right, so many ideas. Yeah, just spitballing. Just doing it live. <clears throat> Go ahead and add that to your laundry list of videos to be produced one day. <laughs> it's going on like four pages. I printed out the list. Yeah, I believe four that. pages of ideas that that I've collected. Four pages, single spaced. Yeah. Oof. Well, it's it's a bull, it's a checklist. It's oh, like, so not single it's spaced. In my, it's in my Apple Notes. So not single spaced. Oh, oh. <laughs> what do you mean? It's one line. Carriage return line feed, Leia. You know what that means. Oh, sure. I Right on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ben continues, they don't play much of a role in the game, but the developers attempted to include them. Oh, that the... Developers attempted to include them was admirable. Side note, one DLC story requires you to work your way through a maze of RFI while wearing an explosive collar that is highly sensitive to RFI. Every hand's worst nightmare. No touch lamps, but it was challenging enough without them. (laughs) I bet. That's worse than the Michelangelo dam uh, explosion. Well, not not Michelangelo, but the Ninja Turtles defusing the bomb thing. Hmm. Wish me luck. I take my test on April 12th. I'll have to update you with my call. Good luck on your general, Leia. Leia can have my land. Josh can have my the well rights. Oh, 73, we- guys. Boom. Wow. Thank wow. you. Ben in Florida. Yeah, Didn't what? you have to like dig down five feet before you hit salt water in Florida? Isn't that how that works? <laughs> I'm kidding, but... I, I am afraid that these lands are infested with alligators. <laughs> I, I dug the well, but there was a crocodile in it. <laughs> okay, the next email is titled Jeff. And this is from, <laughs> this is from Lonnie. Josh calling Jeff reminded me of Teen Titans. My son used to watch the show and there was an episode where Starfire disguised herself as the Jeff. And the picture depicts uh, what is an old man. That Yes. Uh, Starfire is very... That whole show is very funny. You've, have you watched Teen that with Titans. the kids? Yeah. It's so good. It is. Because it, it's, it's fun for adults. and it's, it, Yeah. I hate saying that as an adult and a parent where I'm like, oh, it's good. It's a fun cartoon because there's something in there for the, for the adults. Like every adult like says Animaniacs. that. Like Animaniacs. 
No. Yes, no. Animaniacs was a fantastic cartoon, and I will defend it until my dying day. Uh, okay. Yes. I, I that don't and care. the Oxford comma. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Seventy three, Lonnie W zero W A L. I just thank you, Lonnie. Twenty one Jump Street two. I think was uh, yes. My name is Jeff. Yeah, and it's coming so valuable so many times. It, it's so funny to me. I don't know why. <laughs> the next email is titled "Cat Cops and Other Memes," and this is from Mark. Good afternoon, Radio Princess Leia and Josh. I was at a friend's house a few weeks ago and asked one of his kids to bring me a cat cup. Yo, bring me a cat cup. That's <laughs> Since they are not ham people, I had to explain the concept. Now I have been told I created a monster. Now I've been told I can't come to this house anymore. <laughs> Every time the parents wake up, just solo cups all over tables. Just trying to bring the cats Where to the yard. Where are the cats in the house? <laughs> The cubs are in the house. They're trying to get the cats into the house from outside. But the door's like closed. It, no, was okay. okay. I don't know. Like they couldn't just open a door. At least they didn't have a touch lamp. That's true. <laughs> Since you already have a Hario V60, have you tried a fin or a siphon? One can never have too many ways to make enjoy an enjoyable cup of coffee a siphon would be really cool i don't have a siphon that's a whole thing that's so, like an apparatus we are now talking about josh's new coffee obsession which is very involved because you got to grind the coffee it's, it involves waiting it's, it's all based on weight yes yeah and you, you're just so focused it's almost like you're meditating over the coffee willing it to taste good yeah, it's like, I hope this works. So every cup you have made out of it has been fantastic, except one. And I don't know what coffee you used, but when I had it, I was like, this is sour and terrible. Yeah, it's totally based off of the weight, uh, the grind, and how much of the coffee you use. That's the entire... Magic. It's the same coffee. I've not used any different Science coffee. Science magic. <laughs> okay. Mark asks, when can we expect the two-meter EME antenna array tests to begin? Did I don't, you? I don't own one. Good, good. Hey, hey, Mark. Shut your mouth. <laughs> Shut it. I do really want to do that, though. Uh, I'm just going to continue. I'll call her Vera from one brown coat to another. Ah. Do you know what that means? Yeah. What does it Isn't mean? the name of... Uh... Uh, Mal's gun. Oh. I think. And this is signed off 73EE Mark NL7GU. Thank you so much, Mark. The next email is titled Row to Ho, and it's from Gerald. Dear Ham Radio Power Couple. Oh, now we're on, on equal footing. Oh, Vera was Jane's rifle. Okay. So I apologize. Excellent. I'm sure you're probably, I'm sure I'm probably the 43rd person to point out that the phrase is row to hoe. <laughs> Someone may have a tough or long row to hoe. You will learn more of this when you start your new lives as farmers. Yes. Not me. Since you two are always talking about how much spare time you have and how bored you are, yeah. I wanted to suggest an idea. <laughs> 
What if you made the merit badges virtual and added it to Ham Tactical? You could add a login and people and have people submit videos or post them to YouTube where they could be reviewed for badges. A video showing someone making a contact on 10 meters could earn a first level 10 badge. You could have volunteers be moderators to help. I could give a couple of hours a week. Anyway, just trying to help you fill some of that free time. <laughs> so considerate of you, Gerald. I, I love the idea. Josh does we have need, like, some a news. Developer. Josh does have some news on on that front though. Kind of. I, I did talk to David Minter, the CEO of the AWRL. Yeah. And we did talk about that. Now, I have to say. I was not surprised that the AWRL had, of course, gotten something like that before, an idea like that. What are you saying? I'm not original. No, <laughs> I, I think we did bring a, did bring interesting ideas to it, Fresh uh, particularly the Elmering side. Mm-hmm. See, I feel that as much as Boy Scouts is an enjoyment to the the youth involved, mm-hmm. it's an enjoyment to the the Scoutmasters as well. Right, and there is. Badges that go to Scoutmasters, there is an achievement system for Scoutmasters as well, right, that helps to mesh it all together. It's the connective right. tissue in, in some ways. For it some makes parts. Scouts a lifelong endeavor. Right, and it makes it rewarding for everyone involved, not right. just the passive enjoyment of seeing youth um, obviously, you know, earn the different badges and, and experience very important things in life, but obviously to a, to appropriately reward the scoutmasters for being involved in that process, which is a ton of time. Mm-hmm. And the same thing could be said for Elmers. And we're saying the term mentors now, but um, mentors to the hobby, right? To, to help people out. And and I think that that portion of the merit badge system was kind of like the real push that I had that when we were talking about, it. I'm like, I think this is actually how we figure this out is going to be really impactful because everything else we can tie off of like logbook of the world, we can tie it off of, you know, different awards people have achieved. VEs could get badges for yeah. the number of people they test. That was exactly what I said. I'm like, you could have a 100 badge and a 500 badge and a 5,000. Because that's a massive achievement. Yes. yes. VEs are boots on the ground we getting have, people licensed. We have, we have the 1,000-point soda goat for soda. Right. Why don't we have a version of that for VEs? Right. That was my example. Yeah. Right. That was literally you are in the elevator with this pitch right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. This is this is what I was saying. I'm always David. in the elevator. <laughs> yeah. What, what does that mean? Just pitching all the time. <laughs> I'm just always pitching. <laughs> I go pro ball next next year from all this pitching. In the elevator. In the elevator. elevator it's very ball. dangerous. <laughs> you got to be real careful of those angles. <laughs> Really knock yourself out. I've done that a couple of times. Builds <laughs> character. You gotta walk it off. <laughs> Jerry continues, shirt idea. It's based on my favorite Dr. Seuss book. The text would say one fang, two fang, red fang, blue fang. And the graphic on the shirt should be obvious by this point. No, but I mean like then there's the end of like new fang and then dead fang. And then there's a what? fang like on its side. That's not the book title at all. No, but that's the funny joke on it, right? Okay. It's good. All right. It's got to be something funny. We can, we can think about this. <laughs> Thanks for all you do for the hobby. 73, Jerry, and for DST. 
Thank you, Jerry. I think, I think Josh liked that idea. We're going to have to battle it out on some of the details just, here. Just want to take it in a funny way. I don't know yeah. if that's a problem. I don't know why that's a problem. The next email is titled Healthy and Mobile. Dear Josh and Leah, I'll compose this email in a positive sandwich format. I've been a big fan of the... Now I'm nervous. Yeah. I've been a big fan of the YouTube channel for a long time. It's what's really motivated me to sit down and get my technician license. I know I speak for many when I say we appreciate what you bring to the community. Thank you. With that said... Here comes the stinky head cheese. Yes. And apparently it's been brought up before... You are a bit chonky. Call it a gut check if you want. I've had mine checked and have since worked off over 50 pounds and maybe 20 pounds to go. I'm so tired of these comments. Okay. I weigh the same that I weighed before COVID. I have, <laughs> my weight has not changed. If anything, I've put on more muscle because I started doing like push-ups in the office and doing pull-ups at home. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what to tell people that we're commenting on that, other than also my camera angle is slightly different. And so you do see my gut, but it's like, yeah, I, I'm so tired of these comments. I weighed the same. It's Are you the getting same a lot weight. of these? This is not, that's yes. not nice. Yeah. That's not nice. Plus also, why even, why even, com- like the comments are one thing, because I can just ignore them. But then like, I got to be honest, like, why would you send this email? I'm just going to go ahead and skip over this part. Anyways, <laughs> as cool. you've seen another round I see you've started another round of technician videos on YouTube, and I look forward to when you get the general too. I've got severe limits at my current apartment, which really dissuades me from going to general because there is a 99.999% no way I can transmit, only listen. So why spend money on the kind of thing going on? Regardless, though, I hope you and Leia find a way to incorporate health skill into your quiver, too. You can all have the technology in the world, but health enables everything. Have a good one. 73 and 88. Screw the Nazi morons. Josh KN4 YFB. I appreciate the email and the intent of I'm sure it came from a good place. I don't question that. But sure. Okay. All right. (laughs) Onward. The next email is titled T-shirt idea from Aaron. Greetings, hosts. Since it has now become the that the joke is becoming the mainstay of the podcast, at least for now, imagine with me, if you will, a person dressed in scuba gear operating a radio underwater. The caption, wait for it, muff diver. <laughs> We, you know, we really tiptoed around this a little bit. Oh, my God. Aaron continues, I'm sorry, I'll see myself out now. <laughs> yeah, that's a little too on the nose. I, I don't know that we can do that. 73, Aaron N1AGK. You know what? I, I, I bet a lot of people listening had this idea. <laughs> I, and Aaron was... So we can just get right in front of that. It's a great idea. <laughs> I would love hilarious. I would love to make that a shirt, but I don't know who that's for, and it's not really ham radio related. Sure, because <laughs> radios radios don't work underwater. Ma- not even marine radios. I mean, long wave stuff does, but See? not well. No, long wave. We're talking right. like an incredibly long wire that gets dragged behind submarines. Well, okay. thank you for the email, Aaron. And I'm it, it, sorry that it's Josh good. reacted so poorly to your brilliant idea. 
the next uh, email is titled Show Idea, and this is from Jesse. Greetings, Leia and Josh. I have been seriously looking at a Yesu FT. FTDX10 recently, and when pricing out the components to accompany it, I thought of a potential idea for Josh. I would like to request a future YouTube topic idea, either for comprehensive stream or short video, uh, okay. with a topic covering the types of amplifiers and tuners and why I would want one versus another, perhaps oh. broken into popular budget brackets. Thanks, Jesse, KJ7TKA. Josh likes this idea. He is feverishly I writing into my show notes. Four page long list of show ideas. That's a very good. That, that, that's a on multiple levels. That's good, and and we can talk through a couple of different things. Yeah, there's yeah. there's good uh, there's good points throughout. So that's really good. The next email is titled Cincinnati Chili. We're back on it. Okay, yeah. good. <laughs> This one is from Ben. Hey there, Josh and Leia. Thanks for the fun podcast every week. You guys inspired me to get my tech license, KE8RKO. Congratulations. Congratulations. And I am currently studying for my general. I just discovered ham radio a couple of months ago. Wow, that's wow, fast. Good for you. And subsequently your podcast. And I couldn't believe my ears when I heard so much discussion over Skyline Chili. You know what, Ben? You and me both. But hang on to your hats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As a Cincinnatian, I feel it. I feel obligated to inform you that Skyline is not the only Cincinnati-style chili out there, but it is the only one you want to try. Uh, oh, there is a competitor chain of restaurants around here called Gold Star Chili. Some people swear by it and say it's better, but they are lunatics. Same people Whoa, so like now Skyline. We're Gold Star emails. Oh no. <laughs> Consider yourself warned. On a ham-related note, I just bought a QRP Labs kit to build a 40-meter and CW-only radio. While I wait for it to arrive, I need to build an antenna and have been considering making a dipole or end-fed half-wave. Just a general question on antenna building. Given that the 40-meter band is actually a range of frequencies with different wavelengths, should the antenna be cut for the longest wavelength in the range, or should it be cut to the length in the middle of the range? How does an antenna intended for single band perform across the whole band without a tuner? Please let me know if I am misunderstanding anything about the process. Mm -hmm. 73 Ben KE8RKO. Okay, so this is a really good question. I would, if you can swing it, put up a dipole for 40 meters. Since your radio is going to be locked to 40 meters, meaning it can't go out of the 40 meter space, and it's a Morse code radio, it's CW only, Mm -hmm. I would argue you put up a dipole and you cut the dipole in the center frequency of the CW portion on 40 meters which I believe is um, 7.00 up to 7.175, basically. Okay. So you're going to cut it, I don't know, call it 90, something like that. And most of my time on CW has been on the lower side of 90. So you could actually come down a bit lower on that. You could probably cut it to like um, 0.65. Because then in the future, if you ever got really involved with FT8 or you know wanted to play around in that space... You'd be able to use that for digital very efficiently. 
that would be a, a really fun little mono band 40 meter dipole that you could put up and it would work really, really well on CW. I think you're going to have a great time with that. Um, so basically the thing to consider is that the dipole, you are going to measure the lengths of the dipole for the center frequency in which the resonance point will be at its best the most resonant that the antenna will be. Okay. And there are calculators online. You can look up a dipole calculator to make that happen. You can also build an NFED half wave. And I'm not saying not to do that, but you will pretty much guarantee the lowest SWR, the best match if you just use a dipole and you get it appreciably up off of the ground, which in the case of a dipole is one quarter wavelength off of the ground. So one quarter of 40 meters off of the ground. Okay. So there you go. <clears throat> I hope that answers your question, Ben. Thank you for emailing. Yes, thank you. The next email is titled Podcast Feedback, and this is from Greg. Just a short email this time around. After all, you're still trying to shore it up, but the <laughs> podcast only lasts one round-trip commute since I listen at 1.5 speed. I'd it, much rather it be a longer podcast. Josh said something about something being another road to hoe. <laughs> I think he got it wrong. Uh, yes, I did. <laughs> Who is going to hoe a road? It's That's hard why packed it's and hard. paved over. <laughs> That's why it's hard. Come on, man. <laughs> the saying comes from the saying, a hard road row to hoe. Farmers hoe a row of crops, a difficult task, they would say that it's a hard row to hoe. Of course, we've shortened it down a bit. But nobody's going to hoe a road unless you're talking about a backhoe, which we aren't. 88, Greg, N3, GTS. <laughs> this is a really funny joke where you say, I've seen farms when I'm flying over your state. <laughs> what? I'm kidding. I was a joke. I'm kidding. I don't mean that. There's yeah. so many... There's so many farms in California. I know. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. What, what? It was a joke. We're like America's fruit basket. Yes, America's yeah. fruit basket, yes. and then you've got the bread basket, mm -hmm. yeah. which is very important. Mm, yes, and then there's the corn bushel. What? <laughs> Where does the corn get into this? Because that's the, like the corn basket. The corn basket. Well, you can make bread out of corn, or is it a so. cornucopia? Ooh! <laughs> All right. Okay, thank you so much for the email, Greg. I think I think Josh may be getting a hint here. <laughs> I got it. Thank you. But I won't stop reading them because no. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> the next email is titled Time to Celebrate, and this is from Alex. Huzzah! Greetings, Leia and Josh. I finally got over my mic fright and made my first HF contact with a barefoot 7300 on 20 meters from Connecticut from Connecticut to Kiev, Ukraine. Wow! About 4,550 miles. Fantastic. Also, Josh is at, part Ukrainian, so he really loves that. As much as I love everybody getting licensed, I think that's fantastic. I love that. I love hearing about these DX stories. I love them. That's... And and the whole thing, barefoot, 7,300, could be any radio. What does barefoot watts, mean? 100 watts output. Oh. Base station radio. Gotcha. Most base station radios top out at 100 watts, mm -hmm. and then you put an amp on them. All right. Right? Mm-hmm. Base station, 100 watt output. Great job. 
I've been overthinking placement of my MFJ and Fed half wave antenna for the last few weeks, but thanks to Josh's advice of just get it up in the air. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. And then you can talk to Kiev. Yes. I was able to make it happen. Not only have you two got me hooked on ham radio, I have started to dabble in craft beers. Nice guy. Yeah, Alex. I've always been a Bud Light drinker and started to dabble in some other ales and lagers. It wasn't until I started watching and listening to you did I branch out and find a whole new world. Great. Now I have the Aladdin song stuck in my head. I I didn't even have to. I was going to sing it right now. Uh, This is a great email on multiple levels. The DX, amazing. I'm so excited that that you just put it up. You just just put put it up. Just put it up. And then also You're getting so outside of macro beers and trying. Uh, oh, it's so great. That's so great. Yeah, I'm so excited. Just, so excited to introduce so you to exci- the way of brews and ham radio. I mean, it, it, there's more than that, but we can start with that. That's a sure. good point to bounce, you know, to, to build upon. That's awesome. Coffee porters and stouts are becoming a new favorite. Oh, my yes, God. Yes, Alex. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Alex is killing it. Get Get money into more stouts and porters so that they will make more of those than IPAs. That's how capitalism works, I've heard. Yes. Keep up the great work you guys are doing in the hobby, and the podcast is just as long as it needs to be. 73 Alex K1 ASM. That's And that's a very Gandalf quote at the end there. Yeah. A wizard is neither early nor late. He always arrives exactly when he meant to be. Or meant to. And somebody's going to email me. That was not a direct quote. It was just a close approximation of a quote. And then it turns out it wasn't even Gandalf. (laughs) (laughs) It was Dumbledore the whole time. P.S. I really hope I got Josh to sing A Whole New World. (laughs) Oh, I almost did. I almost did. So close. I almost did. So close, Alex. Oh, man. You you almost got me on that one. Ooh, that was a good email. Thank you, good job, man. Alex. That that made Josh's I'm, day. I'm his, pumped. His face is all lit up. I'm, that's awesome. I love hearing stories like that. That's amazing. Good job. The next email is titled "Love This Podcast Despite the Hazard to My Health." Oh, and this is from Aaron, Leia, so and I Josh. I eating all this skylight chili. <laughs> <laughs> Leia and Josh, I love this podcast more and more every week, although the number of times I've almost crashed my truck because you two have made me snort laugh is slightly frightening. (laughs) That is not good. Yeah, maybe not that. Yeah. Go buy a Tesla. They have autopilot. Then you can listen to our podcast. I heard they're making trucks. Yeah, they're making trucks. Yeah. (laughs) Kidding. Don't do that. Actually, you know who's making a lot of delivery vehicles now for Amazon. Rivian. I'm telling you, <laughs> can I just buy that truck? No, you absolutely and cannot. Get that on is with that my costs life? way too much. I no, bro. It's a truck that costs as much as a house. No, it doesn't. I'm a, a down payment on a house. Not California. I'm not even talking about California. I think it's just ludicrous to spend that much on a car. We don't need to do this here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very upset that you brought it up. You <laughs> Aaron continues, Josh's, it's all about the muff. And Leia, so what he needs is a can of Skyline Chili. Had me rolling. Josh, I think you may have misremembered the quote. <laughs> <laughs> to the point. 
It's a road you to don't hoe. Understand idioms. Not road to hoe. How does one hoe a road? It's hard. Yeah. Keep up the great work, and Leia never stop laughing on the podcast. It's great. Thank you so much, Aaron. And Aaron signs off seventy three. Aaron K E six. UWJ. Aaron, go drop a review on the iTunes so you counteract <laughs> the guy who doesn't like Liz laughing. It's true. That guy actually gave a fair warning. I have at some podcasts tried to scale back my laughter, mm-hmm. but then it's just not as enjoyable. It's not authentic. It's not authentic, Leia. Right. Plus, Josh is so funny, you know? Thank it's you. It's hard not to laugh. I don't think you've ever really said that to me, that I'm funny. I have said that How so many funny, times. How am I funny, Like a clown. That's <laughs> like a funny ha-ha? <laughs> P.S. I may have to stop listening while driving, however, just for safety. <laughs> That's not good because podcasts are great for commutes. But this one thank, killed me. Thank you. Thank you, Aaron, for the email. The next email is titled Balut. Oh, snap. Ha-ha. <laughs> Uh-oh. This is from Brian. He okay, says, Brian. hi, Leia. I love your podcast. <laughs> good work, Brian. Already off on a good foot. Here we go. And, and you're going to hit me with Balut now. I listen, Balut. I, I, Balut. I listen every Friday evening while my wife is at work. It's great to listen while puttering around the garage or picking up the shack. You have a great voice for radio, and I hope you continue to keep the episodes long. Thank you, Brian. The length of the episode, though meandering, also really depends on the number of emails. <laughs> so <laughs> the, the, the tightening up only gets to the point where we cut everything to the point where the emails are the emails. Right. <laughs> and then I just tell Leia, it's like, you could just not talk to some of the emails. And you're like, that's not going to happen. No. I'm going to read these all these email emails. correspondence. I I get that. I get that now. Yes. This is completely out of my hands. It's true. (laughs) This is no longer mine. (laughs) I was catching up on some of your older episodes, and during your June 24th, 2020 podcast, you had a guy on your show, I think named Josh. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Who, during a discussion on cooking for field day, mentioned that he would eat something called balut. If you got your license, <gasps> Brian, I love you so much, Brian. Didn't I say like general or extra? I'm not sure if you're still in touch with Josh. <laughs> <laughs> but since you now have your ticket, congratulations, by the way. Thank you. Uh, have you prepared Balut for him? <laughs> Brian, I totally forgot about this. Thank you. Th- I did too. This did is I- the gift. The gift that I did not expect. Did I, did I say like general or extra or was it just technician? You know what? Brian was so kind as to give us the date of the podcast. Oh, no. So I can easily go back. You should, you should and, do uh, that for yes, yes. fact checking. And I may have to myself. I, I, I'm going to tell you right now, yes, it is. <laughs> it's balut time. <laughs> it's balut time. <laughs> For anybody who doesn't know what balut is, it is a fertilized chicken embryo still in the egg. For some reason, this bothers Josh very much, despite the fact that he likes chicken soup and he likes chickens. I think it bothers just 
white people, like a pretty big group. Okay, imagine and Americans, I would say a, a large. Uh, what is of a Americans. keto soup dumpling? Oh, it is. <laughs> the soup is already in the egg. You know, I, I get, I get okay. all the cons. I get everything you're throwing it's, down. It's really delicious. You'll just have to try it. I can get a very young one where you can barely recognize. You can that barely it's a recognize chicken. the chicken. Yes. Yeah. I'll do that for you. Actually, I don't know that I can. <laughs> I what was just happened? I was just going to go to Kiko's and buy the balut that they have pre-made. Oh. Yeah. Thank you, Brian. Uh, you have brightened my day in a way that Aaron brightened Josh's day. <laughs> everything Aaron did has been sucked out of me. Oh, I'm sorry. No, Alex. Alex. Uh, Aaron also brightened your day, but Alex's email. Alex, yeah. Uh, with the craft beer and the, the Brian, you have given me a gift oh, today. No. Thank you. The next email is titled HRCC at Skyline. <laughs> We're, we're talking about Jamie. that after this, after the email. Hi, Lan, Josh. Love the show. I thought you might get a kick out of seeing HRCC at Skyline. And Jamie went to Skyline Chili. Mm-hmm. Obviously has a five-way, I, I think. Because uh, we're in the know now of yes, the ways. Uh, and uh, a chili dog. And he is watching HRCC from wow. Skyline. Thank, thank you, Jamie. I feel like I'm there. Keep up the great work, Cincinnati. We should start up one of those sticker campaigns where you take your st- the, the HRCC sticker as many as and you hide them somewhere on uh, the skyline. Please, like please just, do not deface skyline yeah, chilies. Don't do that, <laughs> I didn't say to do that. Our decals actually can be restickered. So, <laughs> that's, okay. Uh, keep up the great work, Cincinnati. Loves the HRCC podcast. We, we will talk about that after the email segment. Is what I meant to say. Okay. So, yeah. Seventy three. Jamie K E eight. H-G-J. Yes. Thank you, Jamie. And then That's, we'll give the antenna away. And I can, see, I can see the Skyline hot sauce packets and the Skyline oyster crackers. I, I'm curious about the hot sauce. I think it must be like Tabasco. That's what we have been told. Yeah. Yes. I'm, I'm curious to taste it, but I'm, I, I'm expecting it's Tabasco. All right. The last email. <gasps> last email. It's titled, Not Road to Ho. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I'm so sorry. Do you know how many idioms? Please mess up more idioms, Josh. Do you know how many idioms per hour I put out? Like, I use idioms a lot. And I'm pretty good on idioms. I'm enjoying it. I'm pretty good on idioms. So, I mean, you can punish me on this one. I obviously Mm. screwed up, but man. If I screwed up more, this would just be forever. Like, this would have to make the idiom crash course (laughs) podcast. Nathan writes, hello, Leia and Josh. Although many use the phrase, a whole nother road to hoe, the correct phrase you may have been looking for was a row to hoe. A, a row. Like Did farming. Did you hear the sass in Leia's <laughs> row? I'm, I'm being so sassy about this. I had never heard the idiom. I know. You're like on your high horse over here. It's like, allow me to educate you. <laughs> no, no, no. I am I'm conferring a message. I am like a ham gram <laughs> from, from hams, but I, by email. I, I don't know that the email correspondent is nearly as sassy as you are <laughs> portraying this email to be at this point. No, I think I'm doing it justice. Yes. 
<laughs> it involves a long, arduous task, something lengthy, tedious, such as hoeing a row on a farm mm-hmm. by hand for the whole length of a field. Just saying. <laughs> maybe you somebody. Said it. Maybe somebody else already mentioned this. <laughs> maybe. Possibly. You, you kind of had me yelling at your podcast, row to hoe, row to hoe. <laughs> to make this email ham radio related. Th- okay. I activated my first Poda Park on hey! Monday afternoon. Congratulations. That's awesome. Way to go. Mike will be thrilled. I'll tell him. K-murder. <laughs> I'll tell him right after this podcast. We like t- text him. Yeah. One o'clock in the morning. Mike, somebody activated their first Poda. Yes. I I am very proud of you, though. Congratulations. You may be surprised that many people are searching for that rare Vermont contact for parks on the air. I live about seven minutes from the Appalachian Trail, so I activated that. Oh. Park K4556. Way to go. Mm. Thanks for your time and podcast. Your obedient servant. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa. K1MAD. This just goes into this whole cult thing that we're developing. It is the uh, the house of the touch lamp. The there. house of the touch lamp. Yes, that's our cult. I, it's a work a touch lamp. It's it's a working title. It's a working. I yes. mean, that's kind of how a cult works. <laughs> you just kind of keep changing it until something sticks. Yeah, and then you start passing out the flavor aid. It really will illuminate your life. Mm. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Nicely done. I think we should probably do the giveaway. <laughs> you want to do the giveaway before the skyline? This is all new area that we're walking into. We're, we've stepped out of You our know what? No. Form. You know, Jamie was so nice to bring HRCC to a Skyline Chili, a real life Skyline Chili mm-hmm. restaurant. We should talk about it. Okay. I prepared Skyline Chili. Right? You did. You want me to talk in the beginning and then I'll pass to you a little bit because I think yeah, my experience of preparing it, I think, was possibly something that I, is good. So I had a, you know, saucepan, right? We had two. A skillet? A skillet is like a low wide. A okay. skillet came later because of oh, reasons right, that we'll get right. into. Okay. We started out with a saucepan. I, I, I did brown meat. Mm -hmm. And we took two cans of Skyline Chili. So we don't have what probably some people would say is like legit from the franchise, from the establishment Skyline Chili. Right. But it was recommended to us to add beef to the Skyline Chili can because the can does not have as much meat as what is served at the restaurants. Which from every picture I've seen of the Skyline Chili Mm -hmm. restaurants, totally understood. The meat quantity that is in the cans, not even close to as much that that you see in those pictures. So we started out with a half pound of ground beef. I browned that, put it in the saucepan with uh, the chili that was already there. And it was still not like enough meat for me to make it look like what What you had seen, what I've seen. So we took I took out a, a, a skillet, browned up another half pound. Uh, dumped the saucepan into the skillet while I'm doing all this. There's all this moving of stuff around, all that stuff. Leia comes by and goes, hey, do I, is that, do I smell cinnamon? Well, I said. No, hold on. You said cinnamon first. Yeah. 
and then then a little you know time goes by you know not much time but time goes by and then he comes he comes and goes does that smell like baka yes so baka is a it's a dish that actually exists through multiple asian countries Mm-hmm. Uh, Vietnam, which I had always assumed was a French dish, but it also exists in Taiwan and China as beef stew with a slightly different flavor profile. But the flavor profile of the Vietnamese bok that we're talking about here uh, is what's the major? Go ahead. What's the major flavor profile? It, it usually uses chunks of beef as the protein Mm -hmm. with lots of connective tissue that gets boiled down right part of the broth all that stuff the fun stuff but the spices that are used Mm -hmm. include cinnamon cloves i want to say star anise and uh lemongrass okay and ginger okay and when the Skyline chili was cooking, I got a whiff of it as it started to really heat up. Right. And you are a person who has smelled this soup being made in your home right? as a child. Like, this, this is, is a smell that permeates your entire life. Like it's This is one of Josh's favorite Vietnamese dishes. Possibly my most favorite Vietnamese dish. And for reasons that um, I will also mention, my grandma, who um, was from the Ukraine, she would make a beef stew. And there are many flavors, not all the flavors, but some flavors that taste like Vietnamese bok And what I love about this dish, this Vietnamese dish, is it served with a French baguette, a crusty French baguette. It's possibly my favorite thing. Sopping up soup with bread and then eating it is one of my most favorite things. So we're we're just warming this soup up at this point. Right. And all this stuff is happening. And I'm I, like, what's And we're going serving on right it. Now? I'm I'm making spaghetti noodles. I've We've got I've noodles. Chopped up red onions. I've shredded very finely sharp a sharp cheddar. Super fine. The the clumpy mountain of cheese. Yes. And we have we have a can of kidney beans. Too. And I really wanted to honor this dish because we had talked about it for so long. We did as best a a simulacra of uh, Skyline Chili as possible, I right. think. Right. So we had Skyline five-way. Five-way. We pour it all out. We get everybody a plate. The kids. Yeah. You know, all of us. We start eating it. It tastes like bokha. It tastes like bokha. It, it floored me. And and it, it has all the amazing flavors of bokha. But on spaghetti noodles. With cheese and crispy red onion and, and the pinto bean. Yeah. Which kind of replaces the big hunks of meat that you might get if you had the traditional stew. Actually, I think it gives the same uh, mouthfeel as cooked carrots. Oh, sure. No, yeah, yeah you're right. That's probably the... Because there's carrots, yeah, generally yeah. in Bokha. The kids loved it. They killed... In fact, I think they spent more time eating the chili necessarily than eating the spaghetti. 
which they love spaghetti. Yes. It was... You guys, it was so good. It was Skyline really chili good. is so good. Yeah. I, I can't believe we don't have a Skyline chili in California. This is like... This is kind of like a Zippies to me almost. You know what I mean? Yes. Like it, it's adjacent, but it's just far enough away that I can't have it. And... Leia went so far as to say she now has a reason to go to Ohio. <laughs> I mean, if this is what Skyline Chili well, tastes we're like go out of a Hamvention. can. We're going to go next year. We're all going to Hamvention. For sure. I've got to go to Ohio it, and try it in person. Everybody said it's better than what's out of the can. Right. And I, I was so obsessed. I got so obsessed with how much this tasted like a, a dish that my mom makes fantastic. Because we were legit confused. Because this is the origins of this is like It's a, Greek. It, it's Greek, but it goes back to like... World War Two, basically, yeah. or sixty, either sixty four or forties. I, I can't remember. So I had look to look up. up if there was any Vietnamese restaurant oh, this making is, this. This is the coolest part of this whole thing. And apparently, there is a Vietnamese restaurant in Cincinnati that entered a chili contest and made a ba ca chili. And it was served with a lot of the herbs that Bacal would be like served cilantro. with. Like cilantro. Yeah. And I bet it was fantastic. 1949 was when Skyline Chili was founded. But obviously, this dish actually doesn't come at all from Vietnam. But I think there is a connection because yes. the Greek uh, Cincinnati chili actually has roots in what was considered a Greek bolognese sauce. Yes. And so it's just kind of this amazing meld. It's possible that it's just a sp- a spice melange between France and all the trading countries at that time that And it just traveled the world. Pseudo ragu, I mean it's it's a bolognese, yeah. but mm-hmm. um this this flavor profile that human beings like that right. just traveled the world. So I'm going to dub this Skyline Chili the official dish of Ham Radio. Oh, because of Ham Radio or the it, Ham Radio Crash Course? Because I mean, of I, Ham Radio because it travels the world oh. like signals propagate. Oh wow! Right? It's something. Now we have found it in the U.S. Mm-hmm. It exists throughout parts of Europe. And the flavor profile reminds and me very Asia. strongly of my Ukraine grandmother. Right. Um. Who th- very similar. Right? Yeah. There, there are many things that I was like, oh, this is like very comfort food, very homey, that kind of thing. And I bet there's something like it in South America, right? Because people always thought that chili actually had roots in Latin countries because mm-hmm. the flavor profile is so similar. I, I'm, I'm, but I'm sure there's something like it. You know right. what I mean? Like, I'm sure. Right. I'm, I'm wondering if there's like a saffron variant of this somewhere. You know, like something that has saffron or some you know other crazy spices i actually have it. a question for australians now <laughs> have <laughs> you ever heard of skyline chili <laughs> it's not uh, do you have anything like skyline chili I, when i think of australians i often think of like vegemite but that marmite marmite is the mm, I, I love more, both i think that's more the, the more legit right is that the more legit marmite versus vegemite oh i think it's just a uh, preference for level of saltiness hmm so I think I think the um, the surprise, I, I think Leia and I both walked in kind of expecting we wouldn't like it. Well, we don't eat a lot of canned foods. 
We don't, but I'm. I would say that I'm kind of a chili. I'm not a snob, but I'm definitely like a. Certain oh, I type also of chili. do not like canned chili. Period. Like Josh I, likes canned chili. I, I don't like. Canned I have chili. a couple of brands of canned chili that I like. Um, I appreciate that it's not like competition grade chili or anything like that. But this was possibly one of the most surprising things that we've ever eaten out of a can in as I long as just I can, can consider. Did not expect it. It I, was thoroughly enjoyable. Ten out of ten would eat again. Yeah, oh, would absolutely. travel to Ohio to try. Would accept your cans that you ship us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> for, for yeah. chili. Please don't ship us. Yeah, you have to. Cans. But also, that's expensive to get. Like you had to. Like that was not. You just hop on Amazon and buy the cans. No, right? they have it on Amazon, but everything seems like it's pretty overpriced but i don't know i don't know how much skyline chili cans are if you were to buy them closer to where skyline is located but it was more than i expected to pay i, I want to say it was over four dollars a can that seems like a lot for but it was so tasty it was great so maybe it's not too much <laughs> i i am uh i was i was very surprised i have not been that surprised with like a food thing in yes. a while yeah and it wasn't Again, it wasn't that it tastes good, but it was just all these weird connective tissues of food things that I've had in my life started firing. And I'm like, what is going on here? It was a very weird. And then also eating it on spaghetti is kind of like for like bacal. You don't do that. Mm -hmm. You you eat it with um, with bread or you can have it on um, boon. Mm -hmm. Right. But that's like a, a. like a glass noodle type of thing. It looks different. Totally different concept. So I, I guess the long and the short of it is, uh, this was a great experience. It was. Thank we you, John, for originally bringing up Skyline Chili. Yeah, this this was fantastic. And everybody else who wrote in about Skyline Chili, because I don't You're know. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Anybody who ever questions, I'm not going to argue that it's not like competitive chili. I don't know that you would win by bringing Skyline Chili to a competitive chili contest. I disagree. Texas. I I think it would be all kinds of love for Cincinnati chili. I don't know, but but at the same time, I feel that it is a wholly specific and very interesting and very tasty dish that found a home in Cincinnati. And has a brand that is sounds like it's thriving. I mean, I saw the the map image yeah. of just Cincinnati, <laughs> and there's like there's like over twenty skyline chilies that are just centered right there. I think that's amazing. I think that's awesome. I I'm not gonna lie. I was confused at the amount of emails that we were getting about skyline chili. I, I thought it was entertaining, but I get it now. Yeah, it was I, good. I am a part of the cult of Skyline now. Yeah, That's... so we, we, we're we gushing very hardcore, <laughs> yes. but it was it was very good. I want everybody who hasn't tried Skyline Chili to go ahead and get a can of Skyline Chili. Yeah, we're, it, uh, yeah I, I was very surprised. And and I, actually, the, the funniest thing about it is you at, when you are eating it, it will bring flavors to you that you have not tasted in, in many chili. Like it doesn't carry that flavor profile. You know, it's, it's yes. a different flavor profile. It is not what you would expect from a chili. No, yeah. it, it, but it's very good. Very oh, surprising. Fantastic. Yeah, great job. Thank you. Thank great you, everyone job, who 
<laughs> Thank job. you, everybody who wrote in and uh, encouraged us to find a way to try the chili. It was. Uh, yeah. We owe you a debt of gratitude. Yeah. So with that said, let's do the giveaway. Let's give away. And if you've made it this far. <laughs> So congratulations! Let's, let's throw some numbers behind this. We had over 1,100 people sign up for the giveaway for the uh, the chameleon antennas. That I can I'm doing. I can give you exact numbers oh, right oh, now. Exact numbers. Exact numbers. We had uh, 1,133 entrants into the chameleon MCOM two antenna giveaway, mm-hmm. and we hid a secret word into two places into the March 26th podcast so that our diehard podcast listeners would get a chance to win the second. So this this antenna we're antenna. giving away in the podcast is just for podcast listeners. The only people that are eligible had the secret word, which the secret word was lamp. Lamp. And they had to put it into the, the Google form. And I'm going to say this right now, too. Originally, we said you'd have to get the word perfectly, but <laughs> there were so some... So Leia is making a judge decision right now. Yes. Some of you did not spell the word correctly. People thought we said lamb. Lamb. I don't know why we would say that, but okay. But I just appreciate you listening far enough to you hear got three the out of lamb. Four <laughs> so... How many people got the secret word? Okay, so this is actually uh, 392 people so your got this odds correctly. just went up astronomically. Yes. I'm going to go ahead and put this into random.org, the true random number generator. And I'm going to generate. And the number is 48. 48. Which coincides to, hang on, I'm doing it live. I know. I appreciate <laughs> That is Casey G from Colorado. Casey, I will be emailing you. Congratulations. And thank you for listening to the podcast. Thank you, everyone, yeah, for listening great. to the podcast. This is a lot of fun. And, we'll do this again in the future. Entering in and maybe on our 100th episode. Yeah, maybe we'll give away a radio. Ooh. It's just going to be a bow thing. All right, Don't then. get too excited. Okay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, we are also uh, so thankful that you have celebrated our first year of the podcast together. This is, this is basically the anniversary of the first episode we brought Leia on. It so is. So you have been doing, we've been doing an episode every week for a year now. Lots of things have happened. It's crazy. We got Skyline Chili. (laughs) (laughs) So stay tuned to our new podcast. We're canceling this one. Skyline Chili Chat. We're just going to talk all about how great Skyline Chili is. (laughs) But you have to try it. You have to. Just describing every time we have Skyline Chili. This can. was a little bit different, a little more cinnamon. This time, I just got Grand's Biscuits. <laughs> Will it chili? Will it scallage? And I just poured it all over the Grand's Biscuits. <laughs> and I ate them. 
All right. <laughs> well, so I, I mentioned Baofeng. I, yeah, I also got mm. my technician license this year. <laughs> you did? Big things. Yes. Big things. <laughs> you can thank me by eating balut. <laughs> this is not good. I'm so excited. I hope you forget. I'll never again. forget again. I hope you forget. This is not... I'm going tomorrow. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Your mom's going to be so happy. I don't think my mom will be happy. She's a Buddhist. Oh, well. Oh, okay, that's true. Don't call her. <laughs> Help me. Don't tell her about Help this. me. Help me. Help. Help. So today's topic, and, and actually, we, d- we didn't do a taste of the wine. Um, I did actually have a, a wine bottle out. Like, you drank you the, the whole bottle without me? That was a lot of emails, man. <laughs> I poured you a glass. This is a pretty readily available red that's like a reliable drinker, though. I'm just sitting here replying to emails. It's, it's really a drinkable talking. red, though. Um, Yeah, I got thoughts. Go ahead. Have you tried it again? It's a good table wine. You don't think so? We're drinking the 2018 Apothic Red Winemakers Blend. I, I will say this. So we're going back a little bit to the drink review because we didn't hit it up and lay it and get to taste it while we were doing the uh, the emails. Here's what I'll say about wines. And I, and I think this should be repeated multiple times and you should put this in your brain. You probably shouldn't say anything about what you taste in a wine until after you've got it on your palate and drank like two or three sips of wine. Oh, no, I totally disagree. No, I, oh, I totally crazy. disagree that's because crazy. I think that wine is kind of a journey from when you first smell it to when you've I had didn't say half about a smell. glass. I said specifically drink. Well, wine tastes different on the first sip from a later sip. It's it's a part of the whole experience. So the nose is fine on this. The first sip, first actually two sips on this tastes like super over the top just alcoholic fruit just it's really 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 fruit forward forward. like almost borderline like i threw yeast in a welch's grape juice bottle and (laughs) we went to town like it was close to that it was very close to that no after you drank the third drink then it starts to normalize a bit and and has a bit of uh, character to it it's you called it a table wine. That's that's probably what I would refer to it as yeah. as well. As it's like it it's it's fine. It's a drinker. Um, nobody's going to get upset if you bring it to a party, kind of thing. It's kind of, but it's not something that like you take in like. Well, I got to sell her a case of this. Like it's it's not like that. It's it's. Yeah, we are also not people who sell our wines. No, no. We pretty much drink it. It's hand to mouth in this we- house. <laughs> As we receive it. We have friends that collect wines, have amazing wine collections. Oh, yeah. And it's just... Here's this bottle of Meritage I just opened. And you're like, what? I was like, well, thank you so much. <laughs> this, <laughs> this is great. This is a once-in-a-lifetime experience. <laughs> but the problem is, you get together and have a, a dinner party. I brought party. you like a case of Chuck Shaw. <laughs> you get together for a, a dinner party, yeah. right? Yeah. And you're at somebody's house who has an amazing wine cellar. And as you get drunker, they're more and more excited. Everybody just gets more excited to share more of the wine. And towards the end, you're actually not tasting a whole lot of I wine. I don't remember most of them. Right? 
so it's like these amazing bottles that you have invested and cellared for over 10 years, right? Which are probably worth a ton of money. Just Just pissed them out. (laughs) You're not even remembering what you drank. It was great. (laughs) Because remember when we were like taking pictures of all the labels? They're like, we'll definitely go buy this. Like, we didn't buy any of this. We bought some of it. We did. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. But um, I, yeah, I like I felt wine. bad. I felt bad later on in the evening drinking very nice wines mm-hmm. because I knew that it would all just be lost on me <laughs> because I wouldn't remember. I, yeah, I think that's one I mean, of the reasons you towed out your best bottle first. I think so. I think you, I think you do have like a, a plan, right? And then later on in the night, you just bring out a decanter of wine. It's got Chuck. Well, that's why we're drinking like Seagram Seven towards the end of the night, right? With Steve and all them. It's like yes. okay, we know where this is going. Like we can all get rid of all that, you know, hoity-toityness with dinner kind of thing. I don't know. I think Steve drank Jim Beam all the time. <laughs> oh no, it was Jim Beam. You're right. Yeah. It was Jim Beam. That, that's you, you. You nailed it. Well, now we can transition into the ham radio topic. Today's topic, the trouble with Baofangs. Oh, like so many troubles. <laughs> so I, I want to I consider this as kind of a response to every question I've gotten, which I know no one who asked me this question is going to get this deep into the podcast. But for everybody who asked this question, you can have the answer. The Baofang is not a radio. It's a class of radios. I just have two Baofangs in front of me here, and I and I that's the reason I asked you is take how many piece. how many Baofangs do you need to get together before you can call it a class? So <laughs> what what what's what's the major key differences on those radios that you can tell you can see? Uh, the speaker front is different. This one is straight lines. This one's dots. Mm-hmm. Um, like every other appreciable control. There's is the same no one. there's no band button on the front. Of the BF F8 HP. The LED light is smaller on the UV5R. Oh, now you're just getting real critical. The the buttons on the side are different because the UV5R only has on... Oh, no. They're the same. Mm -hmm. I turned them the wrong direction. Mm. Call PTT Moni. Mo- I'm monitor. assuming that's monitor. Uh, SP and mic on the other side. So I want everybody listening to this is think of the uh, Baofeng as a class of radio. It isn't a specific radio because what happens, many of this, many of us have gone through this where we get an email saying, what is the best Baofeng radio you can buy? Tell me the best Baofeng radio and I will go buy that Baofeng radio. It's the cheapest one. <laughs> so that's generally my answer. My answer is always go on Amazon and just buy a UV5R and just get on with your life. It's it's not that big a deal. There's not that big of appreciable difference. Largely the firmware is very close to the same. The controls Oh, do you are want me to same. turn it on and, you don't and try to. to operate both of them? No, you don't have to. Well, I'm gonna. Okay. You, you can have fun with that. The menu system is almost identical. There are every everything in the menu system is the same. The only difference that you're going to find with Baofangs is that 
the power output of the radio can vary between some models. So the two models you have in your hand, Leia, one is a 5-watt radio, and the other is an 8-watt output radio. What does the 3 watts do? Not much. <laughs> okay. It, what is the H and the S on the BF FHP? F8HP. This one has an H and an S, but on its display, but the UV5R doesn't have an H and S. High power. What does the S mean? H is for high power? What does the S stand for? Probably like simplex or something like that. And the BFFHP. What are the numbers on the side? This says 35 and this one says 18. That's the channel numbers. Oh, it's because I haven't programmed channels that. Okay. Yeah. So I I would like to remind people what these radios are. They are cheap, likely of Chinese origin, right? They're roughly, again, five to eight watts outputs. And there are some ads, like if you go on AliExpress or Wish or whatever, some of the ads claim that these radios can put out 60. 200 100 watts. Watt. Have you I seen a 200, 200 watt one? Watt, yeah. They put out these completely outrageous numbers Almost on what these radios are capable of. None of that's really true. None of that is true. The thing to keep in mind is that they are 5 to 8 watt handy talkies, very similarly spec'd. They have very similar firmware. There's not that much specialty involved in them. And let me dive into that a bit. Brands like Baofeng Tech and Radionity and a myriad of other companies, they're licensing the Baofeng radio and they're having them brand them with special code names. So BFF8HP, right, is a branding of a standard Baofeng radio. All the Baofengs, a 9, 9X Plus, a, a BF9P, or BF9, whatever. It, it doesn't matter. Those are all branding decisions that a company has made because they want to resell Baofengs. They're not doing anything different or anything special other than taking the Baofeng UV5R putting a different uh, plate on the bottom that gives it a different serial name or model number name. And then they're trying to sell it as their own thing because these companies are interested in the branding of that specific product. They don't want to just walk out and say, hey, we resell UV5Rs. That's not really a... a um, well, because they're more expensive than the UV5R, right? Right, right. Well, I mean, but, but also at the point that you're... All, all you're doing at that point is you're competing with people on Amazon who are selling UV5Rs in bulk, right? Mm-hmm. So these companies come in and they're like, well, we'll just take the Baofeng, we'll make a couple of very subtle changes, and we'll sell it as a different model that we can charge a little bit more for, right? Right. So that's kind of the approach they take. So don't don't get too excited if you see somebody that puts an ad out that says new Baofeng, it's the 9V plus or the 9V plus plus. It doesn't matter. It's the same basic radio. It's going to function for you the same in almost all situations. 
that you can you can conceive that you're probably just well enough getting a UV 5R. And why I'm telling you this, dear podcast listener, is you're probably going to hear this from other people. I know you know what a Baofeng is. I know you've probably heard me talk about Baofengs. The point of this video is to remind people that nobody needs to get that excited about it. It is, they're all pretty much the same. If they look like a Baofeng, they're probably a Baofeng. So it's not much to, uh, to freak out about. However, with that said, as these companies have gone down the road of trying to get a place for themselves in the market, they're not necessarily relicensing those radios, that new SKU that they created with the FCC. So a lot of these radios are all based off of the UV5R as far as the uh, FCC permit numbers go. So it stands to belief that there's really not that much going on differently with the, with these radios or any other radio that is of the Baofeng look, feel, etc., whatever. So nothing nothing too big to get excited over. There are problems though, bigger problems. If you go out and you're like, hey, I found this really cheap Baofeng, and it's it's cheaper than belief that, that you can have. You, you know, a Baofeng UE5R goes for like 25 bucks to 30 bucks, 32 bucks on Amazon. If you if you stumble upon like a $15 Baofeng, you should probably beware. You should probably be worried about that. There are counterfeits out there. There are counterfeit Baofengs. And they will advertise, they will make big claims. They'll deliver a radio that is basically just a UV5R. If you paid $15 for that, that's not a big deal. Although a lot of people that, that do that, they don't end up getting a radio. They just don't show up. But what happens to a lot of people is they will buy a radio that is being sold as an 8-watt or 10-watt radio. And they'll pay $60, for this radio, and they get it, and it doesn't output that. It is a standard firmware UV5R. That's part of the problem. So that that company just fleeced you, you know, 100% over the cost of that thing, if not more, uh, for you buying this counterfeit. Are counterfeits prevalent? I don't know. I, I've gotten a lot of uh, emails from people that said I got a counterfeit and they show me pictures of it. And it's like, yeah, it certainly looks like it could be a counterfeit. I don't think that's necessarily the norm, but I do think you're more likely to get caught up with a counterfeit if you are buying off of AliExpress or Wish or eBay in some cases. If you want a Baofeng, here's my opinion, right? My, my opinion has changed over time a little bit. At this point, with the quality where it's at, just go buy yourself a UV5R and, and call it a day. The the Baofeng UV5R, the traditional simple radio that you can get on Amazon, is probably the place to start. And you recommend buying on Amazon because of return policies. So because easy. you can return them. You just kick them back, let them sort it out, and move on with your life. On the I, off chance you get a Baofeng that doesn't work the way that it should right i would argue and and i would recommend that if you are buying a baofeng uv5r or you know whatever um if if you enjoy the hobby you should look to upgrade into one of the japanese radios 
sooner rather than later. And there's a couple of reasons for that. You're going to get yourself a better radio. It's going to perform better. It's going to be easier to use. It's going to have a better menu system in almost all cases. I'm, I'm remiss to think of a better menu system than uh, the Japanese radios in comparison to the Chinese radios. But the advantage of that is then you can then take this $25 radio that you purchased and you can give it to a friend and encourage them to get involved in ham radio and have a buddy that you can enjoy the hobby with. So all that said, like if I just summed it up all in, in one big thing, you don't necessarily need to email me um, if you are curious about this Baofeng model versus this Baofeng model, which is better. They're likely almost identical. And I would caution you don't buy a Baofeng off of a website that you wouldn't trust to buy a video game console or a car part or some other piece of electronics. Same kind of rules apply. If the website looks sus to you, don't buy off of it. Buy it on Amazon. Go to my go to my link. We'll post it in the description. You can go to amazon.com forward slash shop forward slash ham radio crash course. And I have all the Baofengs I recommend. There's only two. Um, the UV5R and the BFF8 HP are the only ones that I have on there. You pick the one that you think fits your your uh, your game. I would argue that the UV5R is arguably the better option. It's cheaper, and 8 watts to 5 watts isn't that much different. So that's what I would say about that. Um, don't get too excited on the, the whiz-bang different Baofeng models. It's all just marketing hype to try and get you to buy their radio from their company instead of just going with what's already available, which is the same basic thing. So you're saying they're coming all out of the same factory? Pretty much, yeah. Most of the parts, yeah. They may be assembled differently because you obviously acknowledge that the speaker grill is different on the BFF8HP, and there's some differences between them, but they're 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 all the same. They're all the same radio inside. Pretty much. This is what I'm going to do with my Baofeng. Mm-hmm. I'm going to customize it. That's, what are you going to do? I'm going to paint it. What are you going to paint it? Probably a charcoal gray with gold specks. Like splatter? Like yeah. Like splatter gold? Mm-hmm. Make it look like stars in the sky. That's fun. Mm-hmm. You want to do because, a video on that? Because you know what I want to do with this hmm. is contact the ISS. I know, I know. With, yeah. with that radio specifically? Yeah. Okay. I'll have some of my radios in backup just because we need to. <laughs> you don't think it's going to happen? No, I'm, I, I know that you can. I just know that I tire of uh, of fighting it versus just using the best tools to solve the problem. So there was a period of time where every once in a while you would rapidly run outside with a handy talkie and an antenna. Mm-hmm. Was that your ISS contact period? That's your life now. <laughs> Welcome to your new life. I'm just going to scream. It's ISS time. And then you're going to, I'll have the antenna all set up for you. And then you get to hold the antenna in the air and point to an imaginary thing that you think is out there and talk to <laughs> and it. And it won't actually be in the ISS at no, all. No, it, it'll be, well, it'll be something. We'll figure it out. <laughs> it's an ISS pass. Quick, quick. I mean, there, 
the reason why I will have the other radios set up to go along with that, um, the other radio does APRS. Baofengs don't do APRS out of the box, right? There are a couple of things that, you know, to to try and do something, I will try and cover all the bases. Okay. Right? There are many things the ISS does. It has a repeater. It has an uh, APRS digipeter. It has a, well, it used to have packet radio. I don't know that it does anymore. And then obviously they do SSTV as well. So all those things you, you can prepare and be ready for it. But Okay. Yeah. So we we will Thank prepare. You. And we'll, we'll make a video out of it. I'll run outside. That's always the worst part about... Um, about those videos is you got to set up like I got to drag all the, the gear out and get set up. And it's always like a dark, it's always at night when this happens. So I'm dragging all this stuff outside to like take a video. And mm-hmm. it's like, Oh my gosh, it's true. We don't have to video my ISS contact. It's fine. <laughs> okay. Okay. The QSL card will be evidence enough for me. I'm deeply disappointed. Okay. Then that's free content, man. It's free content. Anyway, thanks so much for uh, following along with us. I hope you enjoyed our hot takes on Skyline Chili. I it was not what we expected. This really is a chili podcast. (laughs) It's not, (laughs) but I was I was pleasantly surprised. And for the winner of the antenna, we will be in contact. So congratulations on winning that. Congrats, Casey. And I I appreciate everybody else signing up for it. I'll do something. I I have an appreciable email list now. So maybe we'll put something together, some kind of newsletter every once in a while, just to let people know what's going on. What I think would be fun is like um, all the coupon codes and stuff like that we've collected over the years, put them all together in email just to send them out to people like, hey, if you're interested in looking at this stuff you could save some money if you do it this way which would be yeah so yeah anyway i'm josh ki6naz you've been listening to the ham radio crash course along with leia kn6nwz and until we talk to you again 73 73